Welcome to Let Me Ask My Dad, the podcast where I ask my dad some stuff. I'm your adult child host, Mel. And I'm your dad host, John. So, Dad, I was curious, what's the first concert you ever went to? Oh, the first concert I went to was the Doobie Brothers. What? The Doobie Brothers. (laughs) It was like 78 or 79. I think it might have been 1979. And it was at the Pine Knob Music Theater, which is uh, north of Detroit. So it's like uh, uh, just north of Pontiac or just a little northeast of, of Waterford. I've never thought of you as older than I do at this point in time. Yeah, well, I was like 14. It was my first concert, so I was 14. But my, my friend Mike, I, w- I was in junior high at the time, and my friend Mike, his um, sister, there's two sisters? Yes, two older sisters were going. And he had one older sister who was like considerably older. So she was she was over 21, was married, um, but still was, you know, early 20s. So she was still cool. Oh, okay. And uh, she was the cool older sister. She wasn't, like, fully a grown-up yet. Got it. And uh, even though she was. But that was back in the day when you can drink when you were 18. And everyone did stuff earlier back then. And uh, so we went to to Pine Knob, which was, it's, well, now now it's called DTE Energy Music Theater. You know, because every company has to put their name on a theater. They bought out an arena and then named it 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 was called Pine Knob before because... It's where the Pine Knob ski area is, and and the area is called Pine Knob, and uh, and you know, it's Michigan, so we build our ski areas on old landfills. I'm not sure if Mount Brighton is definitely built on an old landfill. I'm not sure about Pine Knob, but it may have. Well, been. they filled in the land, and now you can ski on it. Right, it's a man-made it's mountain. This, yeah, <laughs> it's so recycling. it's real cool. It's this real co- cool outdoor theater. So they have like an amphitheater that's covered with some seats inside. And then it just slopes up and it's all grass on mm-hmm. the outside. And the, that's the grass seating, which is super cool. So we did grass seating. And yeah, so it was the, it, my, so my first concert was a Doobie Brothers. And I'm pretty sure it's a last concert they did in Michigan before they broke up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So yeah, I do come off as old here, but remember I was only fourteen, and they were break. You know, it was at the end of of their. You their heard time. it here first, folks. My dad is the reason the Doobie Brothers broke up. <laughs> yeah, the Doobie <laughs> Brothers broke up because of me. I'm their Yoko Ono. So, so that was my first concert. And that was that was good. It was really long, and it's funny because I was just talking to Audrey about this the other day because Jackson Brown came on the radio. And Jackson Brown and Bette Midler were in town doing, they had concerts like the next two nights. Mm-hmm. So they came out on stage near the end and they sang songs with the Doobie Brothers as like backup singers hmm. on Doobie Brothers songs, as far as I remember. But I know it was a long time ago, so I don't remember a whole lot of it. <laughs> um, but I do, yeah, I do remember my, my first concert as being the Doobie Brothers. Now I went to a lot of concerts after that. And I I know there's some that I, I I I won't remember at all. What was your first concert? Um, so unlike you, I didn't grow up in Detroit near like an actual city where people go to do concerts. I grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. I'm not sure if this was the first concert I went to, but it's the first one I remember. When I was 16, my then boyfriend took me to the state fair, and we saw the band Blue October, which, if I remember, was a one-hit wonder. 
and I didn't really know any of their songs, and I just kind of sat there and ate fair food while they were playing in the background. <laughs> so I've heard of that band. I'm trying. What what was their one hit? I don't Do remember. remember. <laughs> I don't you really remember terrible. anything about the concert either. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember the Doobie Brothers concert was good, but I just I don't remember. You know, I don't remember much of any concert after. Yeah, a large, a large majority of the concerts that I have gone to have been since I moved to the Seattle area because a yeah. lot more people come to Seattle than they go to Alaska for concerts. Right, exactly. Yeah, like a lot more people came to Detroit than some of the other places I lived, like Omaha, Nebraska. I will also I, say that living near Seattle, I've also had the opportunity to go to a lot more... Um, Maybe shitty concerts isn't a good way to do it, but small band concerts. Like, you have a friend who has a band, and then you go to their show and then listen to the other bands as well. So we used to do a thing that was very very similar to that. So uh, during the 80s, this would be the mid-80s-ish period. There, So there's a place in downtown Detroit called St. Andrew's Hall. And I think it was originally built as like a... Um, a meeting room and uh, a event center for uh, one of those one of those brotherhoods of called the uh, Brotherhood of St. Andrews or something. You know, one of those fraternity type or mm-hmm. fraternal type organizations like the Eagles and the maybe Moose. a cult, maybe to, not a cult. The, the, yeah, the, but there used to be a lot more of them than there are now, and and uh, and this was the I think it was the Fraternal Brotherhood of St Andrews or something. You know, something it's like just that. a place where dudes can go and be dudes. Right. So you know that that organization's been gone you know for a long time, and St Andrews Hall became a music venue. So when you walked inside the place, it was like this huge. There was a stage at one end, and then it was just a wooden floor, like a big dance, like a big dance floor. But they could put tables in there, and and then along each side of it, uh, there was like a raised area with tables, just hugging the wall. And then when you went upstairs, there was a DJ booth on the back wall, but then two of those skinny areas enough for two, you know, a, a, a row on each side of a table, mm-hmm. running down, and so you could sit up there and. And, and that went all the way above the stage. Well, not over top of it, but on the right and the left. So uh, St. Andrew's Hall had a lot of these these concerts that you paid like five or six bucks to get into. And, um, you know, usually the opening band was, you know, somebody you knew, you know, or their buddy or whatever had a band. And then they would bring in these alternative bands that, I mean, they were, you know, bands from around the world. We, we, we saw quite a few bands there that, you know, put out one album. They had one song that they played in an, an alternative radio, and that's it. And mm-hmm. and I, I remember we used to go there a lot for those, so I can't even remember what bands we saw. I know my friend Len played in a band in Detroit called Snake Out, and they opened up for a lot of these. So <laughs> we, we used to go watch Snake Out open up. And in the basement of this place, they had like this punk alternative club that had local punk bands played down there, but on the floor at St. Andrews. And in one concert, I really remember, but I cannot remember the name of the band. They had, they had no hits on the radio. They had like a couple that got played on alternative radio. And for the life of me, I cannot remember the names of any of the songs or how they went or the names of the band. I just remember there's one part in one song where they, he yells something and we have no idea what he actually yells, but it sounds like he's saying, Hey, you there at the monkey Island. 
because at Detroit Zoo, they used to have a thing called Monkey Island, which has been gone for years and years and years. <laughs> but we would all joke around going, hey, you there at the Monkey Island, or hey, get away from the Monkey Island, or whatever. The, but he wasn't saying that, but we that's just what we all heard, because he said something that sounded like Monkey Island. But I can't think of the name of the band, but the thing I remember the most is how bad they were live, <laughs> because everything was like super distorted, like way too loud, and the lead singer was either... Uh, um, he was either like really high or it had a, like a severe head injury beforehand or something because he was acting so bizarre. And he, so he, he's a lead singer. He's this tall, bald guy and he's, he's playing guitar and singing. And at one point, don't ask me how he did it. Cause I'm not really sure. He gets the mic stand tangled up, up in the guitar strap and it flips around and hits him in the head and he starts bleeding. So he's bleeding from the head and he's still singing and it sucks because it's so loud and distorted. We couldn't even tell what song was what. And uh, we're drinking mixed drinks. So yeah, add into this, there's alcohol too. Mm -hmm. So we're drinking mixed drinks and there's people down on the dance floor and they are uh, and they form a mosh pit at the front. Now, I just want to point out in, in the early to mid 80s, we didn't call it a mosh pit. I never heard the word mosh pit until at least the mid to late 90s. What did you call so it? We, it? It was just the spot where people started slam dancing. That's what we called it, slam dancing. dancing. We called it slam dancing. We, the original term, slam dancing, it's not moshing or whatever you call it. So it was just where there, there, there was that natural spot that happens in the front, a mosh pit, um, that didn't have a name back then. It was just where the people started uh, um just started slam dancing and there would always be like a border around it of like really big dudes it's like they gravitated to the border where they weren't slam dancing but if anyone like was you know they're slam dancing and bounced out towards the crowd these guys would punch them and shove them back in so that was just it wasn't like a job they had they weren't bouncers they were just they were literal bouncers <laughs> they they were dudes that wanted to get involved in the action but just in a real dick way and it, and it was so cool to watch this. So so we're, we're pulling ice cubes out of our drinks and whizzing them down because we're up on the top there. We're just whizzing them down at people. And they're like hitting people. And then they'd look at the person next to them and punch them. Because the whole thing was getting very, I don't want to say violent, but it was getting Aggressive, edgy. Aggressive, maybe. It was, it was getting really edgy down <laughs> on the floor. So we just started egging it on. I mean, we were young. We're stupid. So we're, we're, we're whizzing these ice cubes down there and then all of us and we're laughing and cause they don't know where they're coming from. And so then we go, uh, over to, uh, uh, Oh, we're sitting there. I'm sorry. And, and the, all of a sudden this waiter comes over, this dude comes over who works there and he's got a cooler and he comes up to the table next to us and he just dumps this cooler on the table and it's ice. It's just a whole shitload of ice. And he turns and looks at us and smiles and walks away. So we're like, this dude's been watching us throw ice down at the crowd. So now we're throwing handfuls of the stuff. And they still have no idea where it's coming from. So I, I, that's just what I remember about that concert. So so now I've got to ask, have you ever slam danced? Uh, not in a... N- n- no, not, not in a... In a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not the professional sense. I've never <laughs> slam danced in the professional sense. No, not like at a concert like that or any. No, 
Let's just go with no. Okay, you're saying not in a professional sense, which means you kind of did a mosh pit in a not mosh pit area. Well, you know, what? like you're at a like you're at a party at a friend's house or something like that, and just did something, you know, just goofy for a few seconds, and that was it. But not like you know, real live slam dancing where you go to a concert, get in there, and you're just beating the crap out of each other. Slam dancing used to be real a lot more violent. You know, now it's a lot more bouncing around, but it used to be pretty. It was pretty more. Vi- it was a lot more vicious back in the eighties. I mean, you 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 had to be one of those people who liked getting hurt. <laughs> I mean, honestly, people that went in there weren't people who wanted to hurt people. They were people who wanted to get hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got dragged into a mosh pit once. So I went to a uh, a concert for the Used, who I'm not sure you've heard of. There. Uh, yeah, I know the Used. Yeah. Okay, you know I who know the band, is. Yeah. Um. They did like an anniversary tour for one of their big albums. And so we we went and they played like the entirety of the album. And I'm the type of person who at a concert, especially since most of my concerts have been as an adult, I go to the bar, I get a drink, I sit at the bar, I watch all the children standing and being weird and listen to the music. That's my, my version of concerts. So me and my friends got there early. We found a great table at the bar. We were sitting there and then one of my friends is like, come on, you got to go into the mosh pit with me. The problem was a couple of things. One... It was a slower song, so the mosh pit was real weird. And two, I wear glasses. You can't go into a mosh pit if you wear glasses. No, no, you'll just bend up your glasses. Yeah, so I was in there for maybe a minute, and then I'm like, nope, I'm going back to the bar. (laughs) This is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it. Well, you know, you're talking there at the beginning about old with the Doobie Brothers. So, you know, a lot of the 80s bands that I went and saw, we went and saw... The Stray Cats. Never heard. Downtown at Masonic. You never heard the Stray Cats? No. They were the rockabilly band from the 80s. They kind of brought that whole rockabilly swing thing back. Nope. Okay. So, uh, so we went Do I have to cats. remind you that I'm younger than you? Because I'm pretty well, sure. Well, yeah, that's but implied. I mean, these are 80s <laughs> bands. You know, I know, you know, I, I, I know who the, the, the spinners and the, the, and the, the four seasons, and I know bands from like the 60s and 50s, and I'm not. Yeah. Well, I don't know who those bands are either. I know very, I know very popular bands from the '80s. So, like the ones that play on the radio. I know, like top. Yeah, the Stray Cats were all over the radio. Of course, that's really early. I mean, that's early '80s. You're talking '80, '81, '82. I mean, that's that's early '80s. So we saw the Stray Cats. Uh, I've seen Elvis Costello a couple of times. I know who that is. But both times we saw him out in uh, out in Ann Arbor. Uh, so we, yeah. So in fact, after we, we used to do this stupid thing after shows or be like, Hey, let's try to get backstage and get a autograph for what reason? I don't know. And I have zero autographs. So I'll let you know. Um, so, but sometimes we get kicked out sometimes, you know, just wouldn't see anybody, but Elvis Costello, the one time it was at Hill Auditorium and, um, uh, uh, we went around the back and there we're kind of looking in these windows and all of a sudden we're poking our head in this open window and there's Elvis Costello walking down. And my I think it was my friend Jeff went, hey, can we get an autograph? So he came down. Well, he comes down there, and then we realize we don't have anything for him to write on. <laughs> so one of the girls with us goes into her purse and finds a box, a Midol box, opens up the Midol box, and Elvis Costello signed the inside of her Midol box. She ripped it open. <laughs> uh, that's, I think that's the same place where we saw Oh, that is the same place we saw um, uh, Stray Cats. We didn't see them down at down at uh, uh, Masonic Temple. Masonic, Masonic Auditorium. We saw um, Adam Ant. Have you heard of Adam Ant? 
It sounds familiar. Now you're t- late seventies, early eighties with Adam and the Ants, and then he his, it was Adam Ant. It was just like him and maybe one or two guys from his band. That's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, yeah, that one was really good. Um, trying to think of somebody you would know. Well, Prince. We went and saw Prince. Yep, I know who Prince is. You know who Prince is. Um, and then the Ramones. You know who the Ramones are, yep. right? We went and saw the Ramones at I Jaggers. know who the Ramones are because of you. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I saw the Ramones. Uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen. We went, I went and saw Bruce Springsteen once with... Was that with my cousins or some friends? I can't remember. That was like a, there was a, these ones that were like in really big audit, really big places, are weren't as good. They so weren't. like Prince was at at Joe Louis Arena, and it was you know we're on main floor, but we're like twenty rows back. You couldn't see shit. It was horrible. And uh, and then same thing with Bruce Springsteen. It was at the Silver Dome. I think these are all places that are. I know Silver Dome's torn down. I think Joe Louis is close to being torn down. Yeah, um, I, I will say I do prefer smaller venues. And that's, I mean, right. part of the reason that I, I tend to see a little bit smaller bands is because I do prefer smaller venues. I'm also at the point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I should get some of those fancy earplugs that let me still hear the music, but not have it be so loud. Right. So you don't have that hum after for, you know, when you're laying in bed, just hearing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's, if it's a, if it's like a big band or something like that, that's, that would be in an arena type thing. I would rather watch a recording of them playing live than actually go to the show because it would just be too much for me. Yeah, I don't like those big stadium shows. I've been to a few of them. You know, we're talking about Pine Knob. Um, my first show, uh, I, I saw um, uh, uh, Billy Idol there. Mm-hmm. And what, what's funny about seeing Billy Idol there is now B- B- Billy Idol is going to, I think he has a residency out here in Las Vegas now. Mm-hmm. years and years and years later so i may go see him again <laughs> from when you know from the 80s until now um and then we we went to one of the strangest ones i went to was at a bowling alley in omaha nebraska mm-hmm. so it was, it was this bowling alley called rock and bowl and they had, it was a bowling alley that did like neon bowling 24 hours a day um back when neon bowling was brand new i think that they didn't even call it neon bowling back then they call it moonlight bowling or some kind of crap like that and then uh they had this bar in the, they, they had this bar in there that was big and had a stage and they would have concerts there. Uh, and it was, it was, you know, not like huge bands, but there's a band called fear. They're a punk band out of LA. And, uh, so we went to go see them and little, I didn't know, but they have, uh, a, a pretty big neo-Nazi following. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the majority of people there were like normal people. And then there was these two young skinheads and an old skinhead who obviously was their keep their like handler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so the, the, uh, the band's playing and the two young ones, they would go out there and then they'd start a mosh pit. And then when they got a little out of hand, the older Nazi would whistle and they would turn around and he'd point at him like, the, like he was their dad. And he would point at them, and then they they chill out. And so this kept going, and, and we're like watching this whole thing because we're only like a table away from them. Mm-hmm. It was me and a me and a, and a and a woman I worked with, and uh, the so this you know we're, this whole thing's going on. Well, then they they come out to do an encore, and they did the encore, and then they go to do a second encore, which you know obviously is going to be the end. And 
the head skinhead comes over to our table and he looks, he look, uh, he, oh, he looks over at us and he goes, Hey, just figured to, you know, let you know, it's probably a good idea if you leave now. <laughs> we're like, okay, so he's letting them loose. So we got, we're like, okay, thanks. Have a good night. And he goes, you too. You know, nice guy. Except for the fact, <laughs> except being for a the fact that Nazi. he's a Nazi. Yeah, except for he's a skinhead Nazi. It was nice of him to warn us that this is shit's going to get a little wild. So, um, so were we y'all left. in uniform or anything like no, that? No, no, no. God, no. Okay. No, no. but uh, no, no, no. This was a, you know, this was an after work at night thing. So, <laughs> but, uh, so we left. So that was, that was kind of the weirdest. I mean, I would guess that you guys probably were not dressed or giving off the same vibe as the fans of that show, which is probably why uh, why you got we, that warning. <laughs> yeah, we weren't because I mean, at that point, I was well, I was still I was still late twenties at that point. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, we weren't giving off that vibe. We weren't out there in the mosh pit. Mm-hmm. Was you know, this we was this before you started wearing Hawaiian shirts? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was probably just wearing a t-shirt and some jeans. I, yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't come off as as uh, uh, um, as not looking like part of that crowd. But I but we obviously didn't look like part of that crowd. Yeah. Well, for one, we weren't Nazis. Yeah. And we weren't obvious skinhead Nazis because we had hair, and uh, and we just weren't we weren't behaving in that manner. It we kind of looked like two people who stumbled in there, even though we specifically bought those tickets to go to that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now uh, you know I went I went a long time where I didn't go to any concerts. I mean, you go see bands at bars, and that that was funny. There's a couple times I just bars I hung out at. There would be bands that would come in, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then a few years later, they'd have songs on the radio, and you're like, oh shit, they were nobody just a couple of years ago playing at this shitty bar that I go to. So one of them was uh, Los Lonely Boys in San Antonio. Yeah. They only put out one album. But the first <laughs> I time I saw them, they were nobodies. And it was at this crappy little bar that I hung out at by my apartment that eventually got closed down for not paying their taxes. So Yeah, I do remember when that song became popular on the radio. It was the summer that I was staying with you. And you're like, I saw this band at a bar once. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw them down the street. They weren't anybody. You didn't even have to pay a cover to get in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, was that, and, in, and then you was saw, that in Texas or Florida? That was in Texas. That was in San Antonio. Okay. So that you know that was I, I went through a long period where I just didn't I didn't go to concerts. I just and then you know recently we haven't been to any concerts, but we do go to shows every once in a while that are mm-hmm. kind of like concerts. But shows are slightly different. So the the shows of the casinos down here. Mm-hmm. So like if you like if you go to see, um, well, not only that. They're they're all older people too. So it's, you know, we went and saw Cher, and uh, but it's a show. It's yeah. not just it's a concert. But there's all these set changes and costume changes, and there's all this shit going on. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a much bigger show than like going to see Beyonce or something like that. I know they do these big shows at concerts now, but it's not. It doesn't feel like a concert. It's a show. I mean, yeah. there's there's stuff going on there's more interaction with the audience but it's another thing is they're not the big stadiums either because the mm-hmm. the theaters here are depending i mean some are really intimate we went and saw um tony bennett yeah, that's even old for me yeah um i know who that, and that was a, that was at the win and it was real small and you know his voice was gone but hey it was tony bennett i went and saw tony bennett uh, and he starts his shows real early and ends real early so i like that because we go to bed yeah. early. <laughs> uh, 
But we saw Cher and Brooks and Dunn with Reba. And these are good shows, but they're they're bigger theaters, but they're still not a stadium. So there's still like a smaller, there's still feel, there's still that small venue feel. And then who was, what was the one that was really good? Um, uh, it's one of the first ones we saw here. Um, guy with the blonde, messy hair from the 70s. Uh, Rod Stewart. The Rod Stewart show is super good. Because dude's in his 70s. And he's he was kicking soccer balls into the out in the audience up under the balcony and everything. That yeah, was a good show. We had good seats though, really good seats. The I think I've only been to one show concert type thing with you, and that was within a, like a month of me moving to Vegas. We saw the Lieutenant Dan band. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like, and that was in kind of like a. <laughs> it was a, like in a conference a, room. Yeah, it was, it was like in, in like a banquet a conference room. Conference room of a hotel. Yeah, it was a banquet room. I they think had like fold-out chairs up and stuff. It, that was a yeah. super fun show. Yeah, that was fun. I, I think got that to was go wounded. up and dance on stage with them. That was a lot of fun. I, th- I think that was Wounded Warrior Project. Yeah, I think, I think so. it was that one because the year before they they did it and and uh, it was uh, Blue Man Group. Yep, I Were went to that for, with you as well. You went yep. to the Blue Man Group. I was going to say, the I, I thought you went to the night Blue Man after, Group. One. It was either the night I moved to Vegas or the night after I moved to Vegas, we went to Blue Man Group. Okay. The crazy, well, I, I've had two like really last minute ones that I can remember. Uh, one of them was a, uh, and I know you know this band because I know you like them, um, um, Super Tramp. Yep. A, f- a friend of mine. Uh, called me up and said hey i got i got two tickets to super tramp and i can't go i'll give them to you for free if you want to go so i was like yeah sure so i took him and i called my friend mike and he's like yeah shit i'll go i mean it was like that (laughs) night it was like three hours later so we just ran out there and went to the show and it it was good I, i i don't remember a lot of it but i remember it was good and then the other last minute one was when i was in texas so i did go to a real concert in texas a friend of mine was coming in out of town who i hadn't seen in a while and when she was flying out she was sitting the the guys who were sitting around her were the guys from the band A Simple Plan, which at that point I'd never heard of A Simple okay, Plan. Okay, they're not called A Simple Plan. They're just called Simple Plan. Oh, Simple Plan. Okay. Yes. <laughs> was there a... They're just called Simple Plan? Are you sure? Yeah, they're just called okay. Simple Plan. Well, maybe there was a movie called A Simple Plan. I don't know. But it was Simple Plan. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're Canadians, right? They are, yes. Okay. The lead singer's name is Pierre. <laughs> Okay, so they. I was into them so for she, a while. <laughs> so she was sitting with them, and they're and she didn't know who they were either, and so they're sitting there chatting, and they said, "Oh yeah, we're the opening act for Avril Lavigne tonight," and and she's like, "Oh, I know who Avril Lavigne is." I remember and, you telling me this story, and I yeah. got so jealous because Avril Lavigne's album was the first album I ever got, <laughs> and it, it was so crazy. So she she gets on she gets on the ground, she calls me up, and she goes. Hey, are you interested in going to a concert tonight? Because I was sitting with these guys who were the opening act for for Avril Lavigne, and they they're and I said, "Well, you got to leave me two tickets because I got a friend I'm meeting, and they're leaving him at will call." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, we'll go." So uh, I went and picked her up, and we went down there, and we go get our will call tickets. And guess where we're sitting? Friends and family section. So we're sitting with their moms, basically, and right behind us is is you know 5000 screaming teenage girls mm-hmm. and and i mean like they're right behind us and so they all think that we know um these guys from simple plan because they they come by and they said hi beforehand and we're sitting there chatting with them and she introduced them to me and you know so we're meeting these guys and all these you know 
all these 14, 13 and 14 year old girls behind us see that. And they're like, oh my God, that must be their dad. Or, you know, I mean, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so every time he got up to like go to the bathroom or, you know, go get something to drink, there'd be all these girls that would be like, hey, tell so, so, so hi, tell, you know, they're just like yelling off these guys' names. Tell them I love them. You know, it's like, okay, we, I just, this just happened. Yeah. Cause that would have been, uh, that would have been before they got really popular since they were still touring with uh, with Avril Lavigne. And that was back when they were young enough that their music makes sense. Because their, their genre, Simple Plan genre music is what I would consider um, teenage pop punk, maybe. Yeah. Like, they yeah. literally have a song where the chorus is, I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. And then the whole song is about them having a bad day at high school. And now they're in like their forties, and they still sing those songs. <laughs> oh, jeez! I will not go to a Simple Plan concert because I know it would just give me the heebie-jeebies. Because their style of music hasn't changed, but they've gotten much older. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a cool concert. I don't, I don't remember much of it other than just the weirdness of it. That <laughs> it was a last-minute thing, and we're sitting in the we're sitting with their moms, and yeah, it was. Uh, or th- you know, family of theirs. It was only... it was interesting. So it must have been somewhere around two thousand two. Yeah, that sounds about right. Two thousand three, maybe. I yeah, don't it would have been early two thousands. Um, the only last minute concert I think I've been to is I was debating for a while if I wanted to go to this concert. I'm like, oh, I don't have anyone to go with. Um, this was kind of around the time where I realized I can go to things by myself, and that's fine. And uh, so the literally like two hours before the concert, I bought tickets and then went there and the band was Motion City Soundtrack. I don't know if you would know who that is. Don't know them. No. It's another emo band. <laughs> um, okay. And so I went there. I, I got a drink at the bar. I sat at the bar for a little bit. Then the bar got a little bit busy. And so this was a uh, if you're if you're from Seattle, it was at the Showbox and Soto, I think, which is a smaller venue. And it was all like like open standing area in front of the stage and then there's kind of a wall in between the bar and the uh the open area that's kind of by the bathrooms so i just stood up against the wall and i watched people uh people go up to the stage do stage jives and then just this very cool security guard catching all of them and so for the show i was obviously listening to the music too but most of the time i was just like that's a fun security guard that's how I was at most concerts was just watching all the shit that was going on around me because there's a lot more entertaining stuff going around there than the stage it's too far away well because I remember I remember distinctly like thinking wow that is a chill security guard who's being like very nice and making sure everyone's getting down okay and making sure they have water (laughs) and stuff like that but looking back on it now I cannot think of a single song by Motion City Soundtrack that would be a stage diving song because they're kind of a more like mellow poppy emo band they're not like a people, stage dive type band. i don't think people stage dive to the to the whatever the song is i think they just stage dive because they want to stage dive yeah that was a great I, show I yeah yeah it, it's funny because some of the best ones I, I i've seen are you know stuff that most people i mean like adam and the ants people with or adam ant people wouldn't think oh that's going to be a great concert but it was the best it's the best one i've been to i mean it was it was really good it was really well done i've seen Uh, watsky more times than i've seen anyone else like i don't know if you know who george watsky is he's a uh, yeah he's a um we'll call him a rapper i guess uh he 
he became very popular on YouTube for rapping very, very fast. He's also like a poet and stuff. Okay. And so I saw him once at like VidCon and then he just likes Seattle. So he keeps coming here. I think I've seen him like five times or something like that. But her shows are always like very small and very high energy, and that's why I like them. You know, I'm not, I'm not huge into rap. I mean, there's some stuff that I like. I mean, like I want to I want to meet Snoop Dogg just because he's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I mean his his music's okay, but I'm not like a big Snoop Dogg fan. But I want to meet Snoop Dogg just because he's. I just want to chill with. He Snoop seems Dogg. He's, he 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 just seems like a cool guy to hang out with. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's that. There's the, oh boy, he's. He's an Orthodox Jew rapper, and I can't think of his name. He's pretty famous, but I'd like to see him because that I bet you that's a really entertaining show. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, there's stage diving going on, and and it's yeah, it, it's pretty interesting stuff. Oh yeah, there was a one of the Watsky shows I went to. One of his openers at the time, I think he was going by Super Duper Kyle, but now I think he just goes by Kyle. At one point, he threw a boogie board into the audience, and then he stood on top of the boogie board. So instead of doing a stage dive, he did crowd boogie boarding. Hmm. It was very That's cool. That's interesting. <laughs> it's like That's crowd surfing, but on a boogie board. Yeah, I'm I'm still not sure how he did it, but he did it, and nobody appeared to get hurt, and it looked super cool. <laughs> wow. Huh. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, other... You know, I've just I've been to so many concerts that I'm sure I'm missing one big one that be like, how could you forget that? But there was just I mean, there was a period where we were just going to so many concerts that were inexpensive, yet they were, you know, they were national acts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah, it, it, it's hard to remember. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised I remembered the Super Tramp one because that was just <laughs> kind of a last minute. I don't even remember where it was. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've been to any concerts that have been, like, super-duper big people. Um, like, if I have, it would have been at, like, a fair. Like, I used to uh, I used to work for a company that uh, they were the one who had the branding on the arena at the, uh, at the local fairgrounds here. So they would get free fair tickets and also free concert tickets. And... So I randomly got free concert tickets and I went and saw um, DNCE, which was the band that Joe Jonas was in for a while that wasn't the Jonas Brothers. They had a song called Cake by the Ocean. It was a super fun concert, actually. And it was weird because it was it was in a like state fair arena type thing. But there weren't a ton of people who actually showed up. So it felt a little bit like a smaller show. Hmm. Also, I got sweet box seating. (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, there are a few like state fairs that I went to that and one of them may have been the Alaska State Fair where we saw bands. I mean, because that was the place. I mean, that was the place to go. That was the place you saw bands. That's a place where you saw bands. So <laughs> but I, for the life of me, I can't remember what bands I've seen at at state fairs. But I've been to, you know, quite a few where you saw bands there. And then there was always the, you know, every every town where I grew up had their their Founders Festival. In fact, my my town actually called it Founders Festival, Farmington mm-hmm. Founders Festival. And they would get like these, you know, smaller time bands that sometimes would turn turn into something. You know, I just realized just, I don't know, a few months ago that one of the bands that you used to really like, um, I just realized recently are from Las Vegas. Who? 
Panic at the Disco? Oh, yeah. They're from Vegas. I had no idea that Panic at the Disco was from Las Vegas. Yep. Until one day they were talking, you know, they, they were, something was on the radio and they were talking about the the one guy. And I was like, oh, geez, I didn't know. I realized they were from Las Vegas. <laughs> My, and Audrey's like, yeah, they're from Las Vegas. Okay, you know what I forgot? Huh? The most recent concert that I've gone to. What? <laughs> which, when Alex came down to visit just before COVID, that, that January, was, was January 2020, I guess. When he came down to visit, he took me to see Tool. So oh, we nice. went to so we went to uh um he came down here, he planned his trip down here just to, to see, see Tool because you know he's a big Tool fan. Mm-hmm. And Tool was playing here. So we went down to uh uh T Mobile Arena where the, the Golden Knights play and which is actually a really cool place. And uh, yeah, he took me to see Tool. And there was this opening act that was just it was a lot of noise. Mm. So it was funny because although Tool, you know, it, it. You would think a much, you know, a younger crowd for Tool, you know, like Alex's age, your age, but Tool's been around for, you know, when you Tool was around when you were all really small. Yeah, so they, Tool's been around for more than in thirty like early years, early nineties or something. Yeah, they've been around for more than thirty years. So I was listening to Tool uh, back before you were born. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it shouldn't have. I mean, there were some people my age there that just weren't as many mm-hmm. um but it was funny because all the the ushers were like you know most of them were like my age and there was the one at the end of our row uh was this woman that was probably yeah she was probably late 50s maybe early 60s so i got up to go to the bathroom or go get a beer or something and i and it's when a lot of people were getting up and, and going doing shit while this first opening act was going because it was honestly it was it was a lot of loud noise it was weird it was weird and loud and noisy. And it was one dude just working all these like noise making machines that he made in his garage or something. I mean, it's really impressive shit, but it was kind of hard to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I get up and uh, and I'm walking out and I look over at her and I and I was like, this is good stuff, eh? And she's like, oh, yeah. So so we kind of so she was like, oh, I don't know why you're here. But then Tool came on and. And it was good. So I can't believe that I almost <laughs> forgot the most recent concert that I went to that I remember the most uh, was the Tool concert about a year and a half ago, just be- just before COVID. Yeah, I think the last concert I saw was fall of 2019. I went and saw Dodie Clark, who is a smaller artist that you probably don't know anything about. No. <laughs> she's a she's an English uh, singer songwriter. She's very good. Didn't you go see? Lana Del Rey when you were here? No. Was that you or somebody else? It must have been somebody it must else. Must have been someone else. I'm not a fan of Lana Del Rey. <laughs> oh, okay. Well it definitely wasn't you then. It was must have been somebody else. <laughs> I can't even I can't even imagine who that was. Yeah, that's I've been to a lot of concerts. Not not as many recently, but I would like to go see Billy Idol again. Sting <laughs> Sting is playing down at uh the down at Caesars in one of his residencies and i heard somebody else was doing was coming in to do a residency and i was like oh i'd like to go see them i'd like to, i'd like to see pink you know actually i want to just hang out with pink i want to I hang out love with pink, pink and snoop dogg okay yeah pink's live performances the videos that i have seen are absolutely gorgeous she does yeah, she, such amazing live performances she comes here every once in a while audrey really likes pink too i just looked up the uh the concert lineup for the fall fair here in washington 
I'm gonna go over a few of them with you just for fun. Carrie Underwood. Okay, that kind of makes sense. I know sense. who that is. Yeah. Ice Cube. Is oh, coming. Ice Cube. <laughs> the Beach Boys. Okay. Which is there's weird, only like I thought that most there's of them only like dead. one or two living deep Beach Boys. I think um, there may be just the the same number of living Beach Boys as there are Ramones. Um, Macklemore, not surprising, he's from here. Oh, uh, you know, I'd like I'd like to see him. I, yeah, I'd like to see him live too. Um, Sublime, Alex would enjoy oh, that. Sublime, okay, I like Sublime, and they're the guy they have singing with them. What's his name? Rose or um. He he sounds just like the original singer, so. And then the one that I might genuinely go to, Sticks and Ario Speedwagon. Sticks and Ario Speedwagon. That sounds like it'd be a fun show, That's right? A, yeah, yeah, I, I think it would be. I mean, we really enjoyed them in the in the eighties. It just seems kind of. Well, I, I was going through Ario Speedwagon songs not too long ago, and I was like, man, there's only like one of these I can stomach anymore. <laughs> so they were just all I was like, man, we really loved this stuff and it just is so oh I don't know how to say sugary. I don't know I don't yeah. know how to describe it. Sticks okay. I always found to be a little sugary. Yeah. But Ario Speedwagon, it's it's a little I don't know how to describe it other than just sugary. Yeah. But I so, will say that in Washington, going to the state fair for concerts is great. One, because you don't actually have to stay in the concert place if you don't want to. If you get bored, you could just leave and go to the fair. And also, Washington has fair scones. I don't think anywhere else does fair scones but Washington. When's the fair? Um, September. Oh. <laughs> Were you thinking about coming for scones? Well, well yeah. <laughs> I, I was coming to see Stick Scenario Speedway. No, it was the one before. Oh, Macklemore and Ice Cube. Macklemore. I want to see them. You want to see Macklemore, Ice Cube, and I'll I'll introduce yeah. you to Ferris Scones. Yes, yeah, unfortunately, September's not going to work because we're yeah. <laughs> we're going we're going to a wedding and at, at the end and the beginning we got a bunch of stuff going on here. I was kind of hoping you'd say like July. Nah, nah. Because we need to go somewhere cool for July, and we were thinking about Seattle. So. <laughs> Well, that, not that the whole month, enough. just for a week. <laughs> so, well, I think that's that's all we have today for for concert since we have now just started planning family trips. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. Our intro and outro music is Catch Up by Ben Lebowitz. You can find us online everywhere at Ask Dadcast or using the hashtag Ask Dadcast. We appreciate if you like, share with your friends, all that good stuff. And until next time, have a great day. Have a good day.